If you have your Bibles with you, there's uh, some in the pews. If you don't have any, you're welcome to uh, grab one of those or read along with us. I'm going to look in the book of Exodus this morning, chapter 19. If you want to turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 19. And as you're turning to Exodus chapter 19, I want to ask you what you're worth. You know, a lot of times people might even come up with a saying of, uh, well, they're not worth anything, or we might even say that to ourselves. This morning, I want you to think about the blessings from God. That's what I want you to uh, think about this morning is our blessings from God. That will be my title this morning. What are you worth, not to the people around you, but what are you worth to God? Scripture teaches us we're the apple of his eye, which means that God not only knows who we are, he protects us and he values us. Sometimes I understand we don't value ourselves very much. Well, I'm not very much use or I'm not very good at this or I'm not very strong at doing that. But we, we a lot of times devalue who we are. But you know, if you want to be valuable to God, there's a very, very simple solution that we're going to read about this morning. Even though it sounds very simple and even though it sounds very obvious, I struggle with it. Looking in the book of Exodus chapter 19, I want to read a little out of order, but I want to read the fifth verse. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. That is this morning, reading Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5, that says that then ye shall be a peculiar people. God wants his people to enjoy the blessings that he can give. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that we can blockade and stop what God wants us to have? Obviously, that's happened. Ever since the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, man has always found a way to take away what God wants us to have. But aren't you glad today to know that when we try to blockade and we try to stop something that God says, you are a special people that has a great value to me, but you're going to have to listen and you're going to have to obey. That's something that I struggle with. And I want to back up and read for just a minute that... Uh, 19th chapter and in the third verse. Our reading today is going to be from Exodus chapter 19 and the third down through the sixth verse. And Moses went up to God and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. Why did God have to tell the people this? And what did he tell them? Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. You want to talk about a miracle and you want to talk about the power of God manifest in the lives of people. He took them from Pharaoh's control and the Egyptian control. He said, I brought them out of that. He said, you think you're not worth something to me? He said, look at what I've done for you. Look at what I'm going to continue to do for you. Look what he said. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. Notice that these people had a first-hand experience with God. This morning, feel free to say I, or this morning, raise your hand. But how many of you this morning have had a first-hand experience with God? I can tell you I have. I had a very first-hand experience with God. I'm not living a life through somebody else or through another eyes or through another lifestyle. I have had my own experience with God. He says, ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. Have you seen what God can do? 
If you this morning cannot stand up and say you've not seen what God can do, then I'm just going to say, oh Lord, please show them what you can do. For those of us that are saved, do the people around us know what God has the potential and the power to do? Do we know that we are worth something to God? Do we know that we have blessings from God? Absolutely, that's the case. For let's continue to read down to the sixth verse. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I buried you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself and didn't send them away. He brought them. He says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. The blessings that come from God, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of of Israel. Folks, as we try to live our life, listen to what he said in the fourth verse. Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. He said, You know firsthand, he said, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. To the average person out in the world, they may say, That was an amazing, miraculous feat that God was able to do for the people of Israel. Let me ask you something. If you've been saved this morning, do you believe in miracles? I do. I believe in miracles. There's no way that I could feel the way that I felt only for somebody just to miraculously just take it all away. There's no way that I could feel the heaviness of sin for as long as I felt it and as real as I felt it and as heavy as it was and all of a sudden it just rolled away, folks. I'm standing before you and I want you to know I believe in miracles. Do I believe in miracles of the soul? Absolutely. Do I believe in miracles of the body? Absolutely. Do I believe in miracles of nature? Absolutely. And you know what? We're living right in the middle of that and we all have been able, I pray that we all have been able to say that you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. He said, you know what I have the power to do. For notice what he said, and how I bear you on eagle's wings. God said, I could have abandoned you. I could have left you there in Egypt. He said, I could have abandoned you there. He said, but instead of that, he said, I desire to deliver you out of that. We have blessings from God this morning because he desires for us to enjoy them. This morning, if God has something in front of you for you to enjoy, are you going to allow God to do that? Are you going to let God do something in your life? And I'll tell you this, not only do we believe that God wants to do that, I hope and say this morning, we all believe that God can do that. For he says that you have seen how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. How is it possible for God to take care of the people of Israel and they wandered 40 years in the wilderness? And I'll tell you something I do believe in. God took care of them along the way. Sure, there was a punishment. Sure, there was a, 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 a time in their life that they had to go through a, a time of separation. But you know what? God fulfilled His promises with the people of Israel. I believe God's going to fulfill His promises to you and to me. Why? We are a peculiar, as we read there in that fifth verse. <coughs> we, he says, ye shall be a peculiar treasure. He says, because you are precious, because you are valuable to me, he said, I will take care of you. You know, I said at the very beginning, what are we worth to somebody else? Or maybe what does the world feel like? And let's just be honest with ourselves. How many people, not very far away from us, can probably look at that church and say, well, 
there's not a whole lot going on there. There may not be a whole lot happening or there. That's not a lot of value to God. I want to tell you something, folks. We don't need some kind of an electronic map and a pen dropped that, we might, that God might be able to find us. I believe God knows exactly where we are right now. I don't believe we're at, you know, sometimes if you want to tell somebody how to get to the church, we tell them, well, get on your GPS and punch in uh, the address and you can find your way here. Or sometimes we'll say, just go to you, get lost, and then you're almost there. You know, we don't have to give God directions. He knows exactly where we are. Aren't you glad today that you feel God in your life? Aren't you glad that you go to a place and you're around people that believe that we are a, a, a people today that God moves in the lives of? It's not that we're special. God loves all of His children. And I believe that no matter where His children are, they can be in big gatherings or small gatherings. They can be in the middle of a city. They can be out in the remote parts. I believe there are people that are on islands that nobody may even know about. But if they belong to God, God knows exactly where they are. God knows where his children are, and that's why he says, he says, uh, you are a peculiar treasure. But notice what he said here in that uh, fifth verse. He says, if you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. Notice what he said, obey the voice. Did he say obey a voice? He said obey my voice. I think we can always very easily understand there's a lot of different voices talking today. And what I mean by that is one tells you to go to the east, one will tell you to go to the west. One will tell you to go to the north, another will tell you to head to the south. You will hear voices all the time that tells you this is where you go and this is how you go and this is when you go. You know what I believe in today? There's only one voice that's important. That's the voice of God. Today's special people, your value to God is... Do you recognize, are you listening to his voice? And he says, obey my voice. You know, when God speaks to us through his word, and when God speaks to us through his word, in his, by his spirit he speaks unto us, and he leads us and he guides us on the paths that we should go. If God is speaking to you this morning, are you listening to what he said here? If you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. He says, obey my voice indeed. Why did he just say, obey our, just obey his voice? Indeed just comes from a word that means that you're going to do it and you're going to do it with excitement. Have you ever done anything begrudgingly? And what I mean by that is, you kind of do it out of repetition and you kind of do it out of, not necessity, but you do it, there's no excitement to it. Indeed means there's an excitement about it. Is there anybody that walks in those doors thinking, Lord, I can't wait to see what you have in store for me when I go to the Lord's house and see what you have? I'll tell you this, folks. God keeps giving us and granting us what it is. And when we talk about blessings from God, I don't know what God has in store for me today. I don't know what God has in store for me tomorrow. But I know this. God blessed me yesterday. He blessed me last Sunday. He blessed me the month before that. The year before that. Folks, God continues used to bless me over and over and over again. Circumstances are not always the way that we like them. Situations are not always the way that we would uh, create a situation. But you know what? God is there with us. And that's why he says, if you will obey my voice indeed. You see, there's an excitement. There's an, 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 an anticipation of, Lord, what do you have in store for me? He said, if you will obey my voice Indeed, and notice what he goes on to say, and keep my covenant. 
You know, I believe that we have to understand that if we're going to do things for God, we've got to be serious about what it is we're doing. Folks, if we want to have the blessings from God, we've got to be serious about His work. You know, a lot of people just kind of take church as a, as a side effect. Or maybe worshiping God is just something that you do kind of on the side. I'll tell you this, we've got to be serious about what we do for God. We've got to be sincere about what we're doing for God. If you're ever going to be saved, do you have to be sincere to be saved? Do you have to be sincere and serious when you come seeking after God? You know what? You think it was a miracle God saving them from the people of, uh, from the Egyptians and Pharaoh and his people? Folks, it's a miracle what God's still doing in the lives of people today, but they must get sincere with God. This morning, a lot of people want to, I don't know if this is a correct word to say, but they want to play church and go through the motions, but they don't want the power of God. I'll tell you this, I'll take away all of our rituals and all the things that we do, uh, and I will lay those aside if we can just experience the power of God. How do we do that? He says, if you obey my voice and keep my commandment. You see, the people of Israel had a, a struggle. They had a hard time keeping the covenant of God. Let's word this a little bit different. The people had the tendency to say one thing and go out here and do another. Is there anybody here? And this may be another one of those saints. If you want to confess and rise up, go ahead and do that. If you just want to sit silently and ponder, do that. But is there anybody here that's ever bargained with God? Is there anybody here that says, God, if you'll do this, then I will? Or God, I plan on doing this, but if you'll first do this, is there anybody here that's ever bargained with God? I want to go a step further than that. Has there ever been a time in your life that God granted you those things, but then we stopped short of what we promised in return? I cannot tell you how many times it would be almost like uh, I would tell my parents, you buy me a favorite toy, I'll clean my room. I'll get my favorite toy. Who cares about cleaning the room because I just want to play with my new toy. It's almost like God will promise you things. There's a true sincerity of that promise. But once we get occupied with something else, we forget about what we need to do. The people of Israel forgot about their covenant with God. They had a tendency to forget, Lord, it's not just about the receiving end, but what can they give to God? And you know what you can, I can give to God today? You and I can give to God by obeying His voice and keeping His covenant. For notice what He said. When you do that, you obey my voice. You obey what my word tells you to do. You live the way you're supposed to live. He said, you'll receive the blessings of God. And He says, ye shall be a peculiar treasure Unto me above all people. Folks, I don't believe that God just blesses people. I believe God greatly blesses us. This morning, how many of us can say we're blessed? How many of us can say that we are greatly blessed? You know, this morning I understand there's a lot of things that are wrong in our life. I understand there's a lot of things in our life that may not be the way we desire them. But we all this morning, whether we open our eyes and see it, we are greatly blessed. The blessings that come from God are not just minimal. The blessings that come from God are not just a few. You know what I marvel about God is? He blesses me day after day after day. God blesses and He grants these things. And that's why He says, He says, And ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. You know what a peculiar treasure is, don't you? 
Procure your treasure. We, we think peculiar is the word being odd or different. The word actually means to have great value. It means to have a, uh, it means to be rich to buy something. You see, this morning I believe today that God, He already owns cattle on a thousand hills. What can we give God? What do we have that we can give unto Him? For He talks about here, He says, uh, and He says, Should be a peculiar treasure to me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. If God already owns everything, what else can we give Him other than obedience? That's what God wants us to do. We come here this morning, and if we want the blessings of God, we must be obedient because He says that you, He says, uh, ye shall be a peculiar treasure. To a lot of people, they feel like they're worthless, as they might say. Some people feel like they're not worth very much to maybe people around them or uh, the people in their families and their communities. But I'll tell you this... I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. I'm asking you, what are you in the eyes of God? It's easy to say, God, we can be a peculiar treasure, but we become a peculiar treasure there in that fifth verse by doing as he said there, uh, that we might obey the voice indeed and keep his covenant, and you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. He said, above all Do you believe that God views obedience in a different level of disobedience? In other words, if everybody was created the same, then there would be no need for obedience. I believe today God recognizes. I believe that God will bless obedience. And I'm a believer in that. With all that's in me to my deepest core, I believe in obedience. You do not have to obey what I tell you to do. But we have to do what he says here. If you will obey my voice indeed, if we will listen to God and you obey God, then I believe today that God will bless you. You know what today? I believe there are instructions that come from parents and teachers and, 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 and people that, that are in child care. They, they give instructions to children and children can either be obedient or disobedient to that. We've all been there and still, still are. We, we can either listen or we cannot listen. We don't need, to, we don't need to, to think that we're all the same in that. We have to understand that there is a different level in the eyes of God for those that heed and listen to His commandments and His words. If we think we're all the same, we're all the same in the fact we have the same opportunities, but not everybody listens to the voice of God. Would you agree with that this morning? Folks, I believe that there's a difference in those that obey the voice of the Lord. He said, if you will obey my voice... He said, if you do that, he said, and you keep my commandment, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Let me ask you this. How many empty, false promises are out there today? If I promise you, you can have all the peaches in my peach orchard, if you'll go out here and clean my car. You clean my car and then I break the news to you, I don't have a peach orchard. You know what that means? I don't have what I promised you if you would do it. Let me ask you this, and I'm not talking about peach orchards, I'm talking about cleaning cars. But I am asking you this, what does God not have that He cannot give you? Do you think God can give people opportunities in jobs? 
Do you believe that God has health to give to people? Do you believe that God has peace to give to people? Do you believe that God has opportunities? And the list goes on and on and on and on about, do you believe that God is able? We have false promises like, well, you know, I I said I would do this, but the truth is I can't do that. You know what? If God says that He says, for all the earth is mine, You know what I believe? God has the resources to give you what you stand in need of. You know what I marvel at? Every one of us here this morning, we have all unique and different needs. Different physical, spiritual, and emotional needs that that are going on with us right now. Some may need food and some may need of of, of whatever it is. And we we can fill in the blank there. We all have different needs, but name me something today God cannot give. What about the devil? Let's pause God for just a minute and let's talk about Satan himself. Satan has power. Matter of fact, don't underestimate how powerful he is. But he can't give you true peace with God. God can give you everything, especially and including peace with him. You know what, today of all the things that the world may give us, they can't give us peace with God, can they? They can give you a false peace and they can give you a form of a peace, but they cannot give you peace with God. And we see here that God is telling the people of Israel, He said, you're my people. He said, if you'll do that, He says, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then will I shall be a peculiar treasure to me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. God has the resources to give you what you need. I believe there's different needs in our life. Let let me put it to you like this, and we could probably all understand this. Are there times in our life when we're absolutely starving to death because we need some serious food versus a time that we're just a little bit hungry and need a snack? In other words, sometimes our needs are greater, sometimes they're less. I'm fully aware There are some days in your life your needs are greater than others. I can tell you right now there's somebody in an altar somewhere because they're begging God for some big needs in their life. Been there. I've done that. I'll never forget the time and I want to sidetrack just a second. I'll never forget the time that I had the privilege we had gone down to St. Jude and was walking through the campus, and, and we went into this little room, and they called it a chapel, and it was very small, maybe half the size of our fellowship hall. And I remember the person that was giving the tour said, could you imagine the decisions that are made right here in this place? And that stuck with me, because I thought, Lord, how many people around this world are facing some big needs in their life? I mean, some big needs in their life. But you know what they're doing? They're in a place, and they're calling on a big God. Sometimes a doctor will tell you, well, this is outside of my, my ability to fix. A mechanic may say, well, I, I don't specialize in transmissions. This is above my pay scale. I can't do that. Folks, today, you got big needs in your life. Guess what? We serve a big God. You know, sometimes we think that, 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 that maybe the minor things in our life, we don't want to bother somebody because they're too busy or they're too important to help with these little things in life. You know what I believe about God? He wants to help with your big things, but I believe He wants the little things in your life. God wants to take care of everything. It's easy to take God your big things, but you know what? Sometimes we kind of want to pocket and carry around the easy things. 
Even though they're, they're, they're kind of light and they're not just cumbersome, we just want to say, Lord, I'm going to take care of these. I want to tell you something, folks. You can bring your all to an altar and you can leave everything there. God wants everything. He has the resources for the big things. He wants the resources for the small things. He's not just a big fixer. He's a little fixer. He's not just a big problem solver. He's a little problem solver. He is a God that can take care of what we have. And He will grant us blessings if you will just obey my voice indeed. There are some very influential. There are some powerful people in this world. But they're not all powerful. You know what I believe about God? And I hope you'll all say amen. I believe in an all-powerful God. A God that is more powerful than all the other little G's for the little gods. There's a capital G God that I believe in. There's a Yahweh that I believe is above all other gods. And if we would just listen to Him, we obey His word, we obey His voice, and we keep His covenant. He said, ye shall be a peculiar treasure. In other words... We're something special to Him. Unto me above all people for all the earth is mine. Do you believe that God can give you something? Nobody else can. If I don't own cattle, I can't give you no cattle. If I own cattle, I can give you cattle. Folks, God can give you whatever you need and whatever you stand in need of. For notice what He says in the sixth verse, and I'll hurry along. For these people, he said, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. He said, once you get obedient and you get to enjoy the blessings from God, he said, ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Boy, you want to talk about your value and your worth and who we are to people? He says, and ye shall be unto me. Not worried about what everybody else says. He said, unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. God has a future plan for this peculiar treasure that he talks about there in this fifth verse. He said, I want you to be a holy nation. That's what he says there. He said, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Do you believe that God has some future plans for you? Let's just let's talk about the short future. What do you think God has in store for you this afternoon? Maybe God's going to open up this door or open up that door. Maybe God's going to show you something if we become obedient. But you have to be obedient now. You have to be obedient on Tuesday. You have to be obedient on Saturday. Folks, you got to be obedient all the time. And as he said there, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure. Folks, blessings that come from God, I want to tell you this, they are in abundance. And it's not that God just keeps giving me little things and little things and little things. Folks, God gives me great things. Every day that I wake up and there's no fear of dying, that's a great thing. Every day that I wake up and I realize there is nothing in this world that can happen to me that God will not allow to happen. Folks, today, I want to tell you something. That is a big deal to me to face this world, the situations, the circumstances, all the uncertainties in this world, to face every single day knowing that God's in control of that folks that's not a little deal that's a big deal it's a big deal for a big God if we would just do what he says obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant this morning are you going to listen to God from Genesis all the way to Revelation God's words important to us and I'll ask you this this morning when I'm going to hush 
what do you need to bring to God and say, God, this is yours. This may seem small to a lot of people, but Lord, this is yours. I want to be obedient and trust you for it and receive these blessings from you. Maybe you have something big you need to bring there. If you're here and you've never been saved, there's nothing any bigger than you can take than your sins to the foot of the cross and leave them there. And I'll tell you this, if you'll take them there and he'll bring you down, he can also pick you back up again. And that would be my prayer this morning. I want us to get a song if we could.